0: before we get started, I need you to do me one favor. Pull out your phone and text this number 501-214-4307. I just want to text you a couple of times a week, send you some fun messages, videos, just to encourage you on your unconventional journey. Again, all you got to do is text 501-214-4307. 4307. I just want to be your friend, y'all. Just text me. We all have this vision of like the perfect
1: setup. Like, oh, I don't have an outside job. I don't have to worry about responsibility. I've got a nanny. And then what then I'll focus when I'm at a certain age or I'm at a certain yeah. point financially. <laughs> and we're at a point now where it's like, he works all the time, all the sixty time. hours a week. Even when he's home, he's working. We've got three kids. I am doing this on this. side. you know, it there's never gonna be the perfect time. And somehow we still want to do this, and so we just squeeze it in, and we just acknowledge. You know what? Not going to go away. Yeah. So
2: here we are. So if you're listening out there, the timing is never perfect. Okay. So. Preach. Preach. Just do it. <laughs> not perfect. Just do it.
1: I've always felt and was
2: fear. I was born with several Falls. I
1: have always felt small.
0: I was told not to take risks.
1: I may be blind, but I teach people how to see.
2: And I'm proud to be an individual.
1: This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader.
2: Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted.
0: Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up,
2: use their voice, and make
0: an impact in this world. Life is hard, but we're just going to laugh harder. That comes from today's guests, Jen and Chase Pickett. And if this is your first time listening, hello, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. And today we connected with the founders of Salty Mermaid Entertainment, which are a comedy duo and entertainment team. This is a married couple with a family. They work full time, super busy, but in their spare time, they make funny videos. And I'm not talking about just for fun. I'm talking about these guys have built up multiple platforms, an incredibly strong community, and they are taking the unconventional path to pursue comedy by taking their career in their own hands and building something literally from the ground up. Those are my people, man. Jen and Chase produce comedy sketches and funny videos, as well as occasional vlog style updates pertaining to their family and their personal lives. I ran across them through a one of their viral videos from TikTok. They're so real. They're so much fun. But today we had a real honest heart to heart about what it looks like to constantly produce content to build up platforms and the realities and the stress that goes into that and Man, I just I want you to know. I hope this this conversation encourages you that if you are working your tail off, putting out content, building up platforms yourself, dude, it is hard work and sometimes it can be really discouraging because you look at other people and you think, oh man, this must be so much easier for them. Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. And I love talking to creatives, content creators, especially funny ones like Jen and Chase. I mean, that's just like a little cherry on the top. Because they'll all tell you, man, this is this is a lot of work. I'm so grateful for for these guys because today they talked about dealing with rejection dealing with overwhelm where they come up with ideas the creative process the frustration in that fights they've gotten into about licking windows you just gotta listen in this is a super honest conversation but also a really fun one so please do me a favor make sure you share this out take a screenshot share it with a friend who's a content creator maybe someone who's gotten discouraged or burnt out or drop it in the Instagram. Uh, wow, just sound like an old person. That Instagram, drop it in the, the Instagram. I worked with a guy once uh, and he called Twitter the tweeter. Drop it in the tweeter, which maybe that was because he was from Arkansas. But listen, drop it somewhere. Drop it lo- Okay, I gotta stop. Drop the screenshot. <laughs> this share it out tag salty mermaid entertainment and me at heather parody such a fun conversation let's go ahead and get into this jen and chase pickett uh you guys have salty mermaid entertainment what in the world your comedy duo duo and entertainment team y'all just gotta tell me give me like when in your relationship were y'all like
1: let's Okay, let film it. It has the
2: beginning.
1: Before we were a couple.
2: (laughs) This is true. This
1: is what brought us together. Yeah. Yeah. Our family is actually a blended family. My older two boys are from a previous marriage. So Chase and I were just really good friends. We would literally be the homeless in Nashville and we were like, hey, you make silly videos. I make dumb stuff. Let's do it together. Yeah. We, um, we started putting out this content and people were like online. They're like, you're dating. Tell us you're dating. You, you, you. We're like, we're not dating. That would <laughs> dating. Ruin everything. Right. Yeah. And then we realized we were dating, but uh we didn't acknowledge it. We were like, I just like to hang out at his house. We watch yeah. movies. We go to dinner. Sometimes he pays. It's fine. We're not dating and then we were like you know what videos i don't think that most people make out after they make videos so maybe we're dating yeah we are
2: dating and then
1: (laughs) then boom we're pregnant it's like okay,
2: maybe we're having a baby too
1: maybe we're dating okay cool (laughs) that's uh,
2: that's how it happened here we are
1: (laughs)
0: that's all that's how it (laughs) happened that's amazing so when you guys were first interested individually uh, um putting out content uh, using humor and comedy were you guys stand-up comedians? Did you have just kind of regular jobs? And Was this just like a fun side thing for you?
1: We were never regular people. but Amen, sister. Things, you, know, you know how that is. Um, we, I had mostly been a stay-at-home mom and a writer. Chase is in the fitness industry. But we both individually always did something. You know, little YouTube videos or writing blogs. We've always had that creative stuff.
2: Yes, and all this is true.
1: <laughs> were you guys trained? Did you take like classes, or were you just kind of like naturally bent towards humor? A lot of childhood trauma, so I felt like I had no choice but to go into comedy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm her, uh, us both. Actually, we're from very small towns. I graduated with 25 kids, like having accessibility to, let's say, acting um, classes, acting classes, comedy classes. Um, you know, any. It, it just wasn't available, so just kind of always been who we are.
1: <laughs> but he yeah. he did move to L.A. briefly. So I did. Like, he pursued that avenue for a little while yeah. and then came back.
2: I'm the classic crash and burn, move back from L.A. That's a lot I'm of a sta- I'm a statistic, yo, <laughs> and I'm all about it. And I'm a, a, t- a st- I'm
1: a statistic. Yes.
2: I'm, I'm with it, but... Yeah, I mean just like growing up always had a really solid group of friends that I don't know like we just clicked and we were a very comedy based group. Um and then growing up you know, just always creating weird videos or like weird sketches with like my my home alone talk boy as a kid. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's no, nah, I don't care. I'm I'm 33. What's up? Come get it. <laughs> no shame in my game. Um yeah, I just I don't know, just always had a really big personality. Um, doing video content, my problem was I was a creator, but I never had let 's say a platform like my yeah. does that make sense yeah i wasn't i hadn 't taken the time to like solidify myself as something and then when I started getting older um
1: that 's really where I think we complement each other. neither one of us has like formal training, and i 've always had like the creative comedy interests, but I was more shy in front of camera and he would just make crazy videos, but like more inconsistently. I'm the person that's like administratively sound. So I'm like, oh no, now we're doing a video every week and we're going to be on YouTube and we're going to be on Instagram and we're going to be, you know, so I'm that person. We have to comment. We have to be consistent.
2: (laughs) Yeah, He's
1: very driven creatively. I feel like I'm resourceful and he's creative.
2: We're just honestly like a really good balance. And I've had platforms in the past. I think when you're in comedy, just like I think anything in life, you're you're always your own worst critic. So it's easy to begin something from the ground floor, and then uh, I guess along the journey, through. get in your head, and I guess try to talk yourself into believing that you're not good enough, or. Maybe you're not seeing. You know, when you're starting out, it's really, really still, hard. You know, even now, it's, still, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. I'm like, why am I doing this? The journey continues. <laughs> why? But in the beginning, it's like a small handful of your family and friends, and they're like, Haha, "We're behind you," and you know,
1: tolerating you. Yeah,
2: more or less, like you know, tolerating you from a distance. So. It's it's really hard. Like you got to be really driven, and you got to be you got to be really confident where you are. But it's always hard to like really keep that confidence. You're always like questioning yourself and what you're doing, and um, and I think it's a lot harder when you're younger. I think as you get older and you cross that threshold into your thirties, yeah, I, gotta you're care like, I like don't things. care. <laughs> yeah, one thing that has solidified our platform is we couldn't stop if we tried that wouldn't matter if this is who we are yeah it's not gonna go away Yeah, it's not gonna stop so if this is who we are and i couldn't stop if i wanted to and this is like ultimately like what i would want to do with my life like like why not go all in like you know like let's do it
1: that is, um, that's the thing that trips people up is we all have this vision of like the perfect setup like oh I don't have an outside job I don't have to worry about responsibility I've got a nanny and then when then I'll focus when I'm at a certain age or I'm at a certain yeah. point financially <laughs> and we're at a point now where it's like he works all the time all sixty the time. hours a week even when he's home he's working we've got three kids I am doing this on the side you know it there's never gonna be the perfect time and somehow we still want to do this and so we just squeeze it in and we just acknowledge you know what not going to go away yeah so here we are
2: so if you're listening out there the timing is never perfect okay so Preach. Preach. just do it <laughs> it's not perfect just do it
1: you
0: know when when we were we were chatting before we hit record i was telling you kind of how as a show we've shifted you know kind of more from serious conversations and yeah. really into artists and creatives and I, i've you know it was easy for me you know maybe a couple of years ago to kind of dismiss this industry you know, creative as a whole kind of like, Oh, that's fun. That's cute. You know, it's enjoyable and all that stuff. But the more I've been digging into it and kind of exploring my own like creative ventures and all that, I realized how deep the work actually is. And one of the things that you guys said on uh, one of your bios is how laughter can help you cope. And I know a minute ago, you kind of teased about, you know, trauma and all this stuff. And, you know, we all go through these things in life. And so the work that you guys do, although it's funny, you know, whatever, you know, it's right. actually really impactful for people because it's, it spreads hope, you know, and yes. yeah,
2: yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to hear a little bit about kind of maybe the internal work that you guys have had to do to not only uh, pursue your creative ventures personally, but also the courage that it takes to share it with the world online. Yeah.
1: All the that,
2: people. Oh. That <laughs> is
1: both of those elements are so huge for us because as a person who struggles with anxiety and depression in and out my whole life, um, and Chase can also admit that he, it is absolutely, it's either therapeutic for you to laugh, to be self-deprecating, to acknowledge these feelings, or it's an attempt to make the people around you feel better. And so comedy is a thing that um, does kind of get brushed to the side, but how many successful comedians are we shocked when they do a movie and we're like, whoa, that's a good actor. Or we hear about their, their life, you know, struggle with some kind of addiction or some kind of depression. Or, and we're like, most people who are in comedy have really deep, deep feelings in every category, not just humor. And humor is absolutely a coping mechanism. I think 2020 is such a, a perfect example of we're all like, oh,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And we're all looking for that. TikTok is so popular because we're looking for that quick fix. We're looking for something to just make my day a little bit better. And that is something that, um, like our slogan, our motto is: "Life is hard. Laugh harder." Yeah. You know? And it's easy to dismiss it. It's easy to feel like you know you're not contributing or helping the world or the world's issues, but you are. You're letting people's guard down. You're connecting about something that lets people open up.
2: Yeah, and you have to, and you have to focus on that because. With anything in life, there's balance. You're going to always have, no matter what you do in life, there's a critic. There's always a critic That's out there. the hard part for me. Somebody is always oh. going to have a negative comment. It doesn't oh, no. matter. And it, you just, and it just comes from the most unlikely places. Literally, know. we posted so, a
1: picture of our kids. Yeah. And they just, were like, oh, you're so stupid. Why are you posting pictures of your son? you so yeah. cute. You're like
2: people. <laughs> people are people. And you know, also, too, you also have to be sensitive to the fact like that's obviously not right it's like it's a terrible analogy but like there's an old analogy about like going home and kicking the dog because you've had a frustrating day and, and that is kind of the mentality like right now obviously this year is very sensitive people are going through a lot of things you don't know what people are going through you know you don't, you don't know things. what their day was like you don't know what's happening you know people are losing their jobs people are having a difficult time that doesn't make it okay to obviously go out and lash out but you do have to be sensitive to the fact that you know we're all going through our own personal struggles and for us We've made a choice to put everything we do online, and that comes with a certain target. Yeah, like that, that comes with the also, too, of like taking the responsibility of understanding that if you're going to subject yourself to that, like you're going to be subjected to both sides. You're going to have the positive, you're going to have the negative. And it is hard to separate yourself sometimes from the negative stuff, but. You, you do have to focus more on the good stuff that comes through. And we mostly through. get good. You know, and yeah, our audience, but oh my so God, everyone's so great. They're so good to us. that one or
1: two um, negative comments, you know, that, and that's... That's my struggle. I have issues with that anyway. Any kind of negativity, I, I, you know, I can literally have, oh my gosh, 99 sweet comments. People are so great. And one person will say something even tinged, not even mean spirited, but slightly negative. Like,
2: you don't like my hair
1: is blue? (laughs) 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 Or why? You know, like, who cares? And I
2: still think it it still sucks, but... It's like filling up your car with gas. And that's, that's You take all the positive stuff people give you and you kind of fill up on it and you let it kind of like get you through the week. And then as the week goes and like people wear you down, you kind of start wearing out. And when you're at the end of your rope and you're like, why do I do this? Why do I subject myself to this? that one little message comes through, yes. a private message or something. And someone says, today was the worst day. It was just the absolute worst day of my life. And I was struggling and I saw your video and just for one minute, I forgot. I oh just forgot about like it. That, just and yeah. that that is the motivation of like thank you and thank you and thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, like that's why we do it. That's what it is because we all go through that, you know, and I need it too. That's I, absolutely. You know? That's the
1: thing we get on and we look for other content creators. We were talking about another guest you had, Drew. Uh, we listened to his story and it felt so similar to us, but also we get on TikTok like everybody else. We get on Instagram. We look for memes. We look for new movies on Netflix. We look for that. It's therapeutic for us to put it out. But knowing that we have that effect on other people, it's like, it's crazy.
0: And that's what's so cool about the, the internet right now. You, you talked about, Chase, how you went to LA and you came back and all that. And that was kind of the conventional way of pursuing entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Now there's this new way, you know, this unconventional path. Yeah. Where people can take their destiny, their career into their own hands and build an entertainment company. And content right. creators are being taken seriously now because now you're yeah, saying these and they're getting deals right. and all of this stuff. So talk to me a little bit about just the process of kind of building your own thing. Uh, and
1: going the unconventional path. I think um, one thing for us was I felt like they're growing up, you think movie star Julia Roberts, you don't think that there are all these actors out there making careers, making money and a living being commercials, you know, having the side roles. And so the order you get, it's not like giving up on your dreams, but starting to understand maybe I don't want that level of fame, but maybe I just want to be able to have this creative outlet and be financially supported by it. And the internet has absolutely, like you said, given us that opportunity. It's just finding the balance of doing what you want to do because you enjoy it, finding the audience that appreciates it and feeling fulfilled by that as opposed to these like kind of insane expectations. Um, Not that it's wrong to pursue those things, but when you, you know, for us, we want to be home with our family. We want to interact with each other. We don't want to go like, you know, be on tour or go do a movie set for, you know, whatever. But at the same time, we've had crazy opportunities that you it's never going to be the thing you think you think you put out a video and people are going to love it and they never do and then we had like one of our viral videos was a prank film of him Um, he was in front of the fridge trying to prank me i thought i was (laughs) smacking him on the bottom turned out
2: he was (laughs) i was reversed i had a hoodie on backwards
1: we put all this effort into these videos where we're like oh we're so we're creative geniuses we're so funny the lighting is so good and we and people are like oh that's cute and then we have this weird video that we're just like, "Oh, this is funny, and we have a video on Jimmy Kimmel because a prank fell gone wrong you know yeah. we um we mostly focus on our comedy videos, but sometimes we create memes or like little video memes, and we had one when um, Bird Boss was trending, that was one of our first viral videos. We just had a picture of uh, Sandra Bullock, and we made something funny about it, and it's like everywhere you know, so we've had these little wins, but still it's like, but then what you have a video go viral, so what you know you had a meme you're not living the dream yet so it's that balance of like you never know when the exposure is going to give you this opportunity like being on a cool podcast
2: hey, but chill. you can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you can't um expect it to be i think a lot of us you know you think oh i hit it i got the viral bit we've had like six viral videos yeah we've
2: had a lot of stuff but we're still really
1: working a full-time job and at home trying to see what's the next thing so you have to make sure that um even though the internet gives us this opportunity it's still very saturated and you're still gonna be forgotten in a few days. You have to be consistent in doing what you love and you have to keep doing it. Yeah. You don't get to just stop because your video right. was successful. And
2: that's the that's the biggest thing in the market. Like it is, it is like you pointed out, it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to like you're able to more or less create yourself and you're able yeah. to follow this path that maybe once upon a time looked different. The caveat to that is that it is a very saturated market mm-hmm. and consistency is king. And, you know, and us as creators, like you want to create things that people can relate to and think are gonna be funny, but you know, you never know what your audience is gonna respond to. Um, and one thing that we've learned as creators is there's a bunch of times that we've spent so much time trying to make something so meticulously imperfect, or that we create something we don't think it's gonna do well, but it's not our job to decide that. It's our audience's job. Yeah. you know. It's their job to decide what it. they like and what they want. And it's our job to create or creators. We're just supposed to create because we enjoy doing it. And ho- hopefully that even if a couple people find it funny, then, then it did its job. And you really have to hold on to that specific thing because you can't have this idea that you're gonna do it in X amount of time because X amount of time doesn't exist. You have to literally cling to the fact that this is something I enjoy and I'm in it for the longevity. And when the opportunities present itself, they do. That doesn't mean you don't have strategy. That doesn't mean you don't stop planning and you don't stop researching and keeping your eyes open and doing whatever you want to do to reach it. But at the same time, you know, you you can't be expecting things to to happen. Yeah, we watch. You know, I've always watched a lot of Gary Vee, and he's been really good about like, yo, you want you want to create something. Like, if you're crazy, if you think in one to two years that you're going to be this ultra ultimate successful person, that it took me ten years plus to get where I'm at now. And so everything I think of is like longevity. Yeah, it's a longevity. You know, it's the future of where we want to be because you
1: enjoy it. If you're not enjoying the process, I mean, yeah,
2: then what's (laughs) the point? Ugh, you can't chase it place. just for the
1: success. You have. And for me, I am a person who has struggled with seeking validation. You know what I mean? Like I've had to really um, learn to be more secure. And comp- it's really funny. He makes this joke about when we first started doing our videos, he really pushed me out of my... Comfort zone. I would it's be fine. she
2: lick the window? Okay,
1: that's the thing. We, were, we had this huge blow up because we had this video, and he was like, "I need you to act crazy," and I need I'm you like, to
2: "Lick the window." And I'm like,
1: I don't want to. Lick. And we're in public. He wants me to lick a car window, and I'm like, "People <laughs> are staring." And he, this, I mean, the video is <laughs> going to be on the internet forever. And it used to yeah, be—I'm no, not no, kidding—when no. we would schedule to do videos, I would have to take a couple of shots, ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, "I can't work with you <laughs> until I have like calmed <laughs> my nerves." and now oh, he brags man. he's like yeah i can tell jen like you know
2: she has come a long way and it's we my still, fault, we it's still my fine. fault. I,
1: he makes me do the most I, stupidest i thing. get in
2: director mode i do and i and i i'm difficult and i get i'm like jen i have a, I, i'm like i have yeah. a vision and then she'll let's say she licks the window i'm like ah, okay you licked it but you didn't lick it this way you didn't do zigzags when you went up the window it's the vision. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not licking the window in a Target parking lot anymore.
1: And the crazy roles are always me, coincidentally. <laughs> it's never Chase licking the window.
2: Hey, give the people what they want, okay. right? Okay, yeah. They want the mermaid licking the window. Come on, come on. The I mermaid like licking the window. Oh, the I was,
0: wanted to ask you about your creative process a little bit because you know you talk about the, um, and I feel this so much, Like I want to create content that I love, that I enjoy, but also too, like what Drew was talking about, uh, a couple episodes ago is you know listening to your audience and what Yes the so kind of yeah. balancing between like this I love this versus you know and it sometimes coincides and hopefully does but right. you what's know, getting response and balancing those two things to create more content how do you guys do that That is
1: uh that is a, a good thing question. We're st- we've come a long ways we've learned a lot and it is ideal when those things intersect um but it is hard to find that because you you do want to stay true to yourself but if you want an audience, you have to like listen to them too. And we talked earlier about the criticism. That's hard to take, but the really hard criticism is when in your gut, you know they're right. It's something you already kind of suspected and they're calling you on it. And those are the things I think it's, um, he Can you give me an the,
0: example. That sounds really good. What? Give me an example.
1: Oh god, I took me on the spot. My mind's gonna go blank. I'm gonna get off this video and I'll be like, remember this? I should have said this. <laughs> Why did I think of this?
2: Um, I'm just gonna drink my water.
1: Okay. I <laughs> so I, um, um, well, I know, I
0: know. Like Drew, had talked about you know going to somebody who's really honest and saying. Oh yeah, yeah. What do okay.
1: You well, we we are lucky that we have um we haven't had a lot of success in maybe what people see as success in terms of like huge platforms. But we have cultivated a very strong audience, I feel like on multiple platforms. So like on our Instagram account, we regularly interact with people. And so they're not people we know in real life. Ironically, we do have people who are close to us who support us, but they... They're just kind of write us off as like, we love you, but you're an idiot. Whereas yeah. the, our fan base, they're very... But what we, we've noticed, for example, we would... um This is a perfect example. The prank video that went viral. That was not something right. that we put out as our regular content, but we would just put it on our Instagram story. And we had so many people responding like, we love this, make it a hard post so I can show somebody. So he's like, we should put this as a hard post. So we start doing that. Sometimes like I'll test out an idea by tweeting it. And if I get a good response, then I will make it a meme and put it on Instagram. We put a video on our story. If it does well, then we put it as a hard post. We see what does well on TikTok and we kind of like... But here's the thing. You can't get too caught up in that because sometimes something will bomb on Twitter and you put it on Facebook and people love it. The video that went viral, nobody on TikTok liked it. Right. Everybody on Instagram loved it. Yeah. And now
2: Facebook is... The Facebook is where... It actually blew up. Facebook is what made it go viral, and it, again, it's just another one of our we filter content to to keep our audience engaged. And it is tough, you know. Even for us, like if we went to people in our lives that we you know would give us like honest opinions about different places that we're at, what's tough is like everyone it's has biased. a different idea yeah. of comedy, and comedy like it's so broad. Oh, um, so different things resonate with different people. So. Some somebody specifically, there's literally some people in her life that would tell her to dump me. They would say, "Yo, you should do your own Those platform, girl." And there's there's people that have like, come to me and been like, "Chase, I miss your old content when you when you did like the monologue videos. You know, I, I like that." Um, and that's what I'm. You know, it's hard to you get really so many messages. find the balance of like what specifically. You know, of having a trusted opinion, but also. Having an idea of where you also want to be and like how you want to represent yourself, like as a a company or business, and move forward with that. Where some people are really smart, um, like our guy Drew, is that sometimes you get rare opportunities when you get such um, a big response Mm -hmm. that you can turn something into a niche, and that's something he did really well. Was he? He had so many people responding to him, like with his waiter videos, because he had so much experience in that. He's like, oh there's something to this and he was able to capitalize on that. And you'll see that a lot on TikTok too. People would create accounts specifically targeting one specific thing. But it gets difficult too because do you want to pigeonhole yourself
1: or run out of ideas to that
2: one specific thing?
1: I think with anything, it's kind of like they say write what you know. And so I think what for us, now that I'm looking at the grand scheme of things, when we first started out, we would just do random comedy stuff. Chase has like a very unique sense of humor and so he and it's hilarious stuff That's true like
2: the window you know yeah, okay, like yes. the window but
1: something i will say that we started picking up on is that people responded to the parenting humor stuff and they started um responding to the relationship humor stuff so while we may not have like we only do this type of video we have a very an umbrella that allows us to explore and so i'd say i think that was a balance of this is something we take from our life but also it's something that resonates with people so every video may not blow up but consistently we saw when we talked about relationship stuff or we talked about parenting stuff, people resonated with that. And so our platform really did kind of develop. We struggle because we want this creative freedom to do anything. It's but true. the truth is most of our content is going to appeal to parents and to rel- people in relationships. Um, so I guess that is a, a great example of how you kind of, you get on this journey and you're like, anything goes. And then you start narrowing with this works for me, but awesome. And so, and same thing with, um, He's gonna think we're stalking him because we keep talking about him. <laughs> but our True. friend, follow True. us. Um, but he <laughs> he mentioned. With the, the <laughs> uh, he mentioned that you know he has a wife and a son also, but his humor really comes from his experience um, as a waiter. And so, you know, he hasn't like, I think, put himself where he only does that necessarily. There's a lot of material there. So, but, and also there's a lot of an audience that responds to that. Even me, I was in the serving industry for, I mean, 15 years. So every time I watch it, I'm like, oh my God, that's so accurate. And so absolutely, I think um, finding a clever, unique your own voice for something but you have to at the end of the day have something that resonates with people something they can connect to whether they were a server or whether they're a mom or they're in a relationship people
2: want not relate find that balance Uh, that's what does the best someone can say that's I know I I lived that life like that's me you know People love that. You just have to also decide, you know, what you're willing to do. people love it when we do prank videos. But, but we
1: have a hard time you know, consistently doing it. Like anxiety, man. I, I don't, don't want to be mad. You know, I don't want to know that we, every time I come home. We have a
2: small gap, a small window to do creative stuff outside of being parents yeah. and working full-time jobs. Like when we started doing when people oh people responding to the pranks, I would come home and be like. Crack the door open, and they're, uh, afraid to walk into the house. You know, like you're on you're on edge, and it's like, do I want to live like this? He's like
1: that anymore. Anyway.
2: No, no. well, he, he me like, Yeah,
1: I'm with the kids all day. So, yeah.
2: I sneak through the back. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, but that's true. And we had a lot of prank videos that we uh, we never were able to share because you know I total props to people who can do prank videos all the time because you Whoa. it's hard to set it up where you get an, an actual reaction on camera because I could put something in his gym bag. I may not be there when he opens it without looking suspicious. You right. have a camera on somebody they know something She up.
2: should commit and be in the gym bag. I'm
1: going to do that. Yeah. You know, Come on, out. lick the window. Yeah. And then lick
2: the window, get in the gym bag. Why is this an not issue?
1: hard. <laughs> the best prank I ever pulled on him. I am so proud. I'm going to go repost this. Uh-huh. It was the best one and TikTok took it down and because That's he was right, in the shower. Should. Even though he I'm, had I like, I was behind the curtain.
2: My you little know? head, like,
1: yeah. Through it. <laughs> and it kills me. I'm just going to put this out there. It makes me so mad that you go on TikTok and you see a bunch of half naked people dancing. And that's okay. But I can't have my pre video up there. It's not cool, man.
2: She's just a boomer ranting. Oh, my God. Should've. I, am, I am, am a millennial.
1: <laughs> okay. One thing
0: I get asked over and over and over and over again for, from listeners is when you're pursuing your thing, whatever it is, comedy, entertainment, a business, your art, whatever, running a marathon, whatever it may be, you especially, you know, in, when you start getting into your 30s and you have, you know, kids and a family and all of that kind of balancing uh, your creative pursuits, your ambitions, your goals, and also to having, you know, little ones in a relationship one-on-one. And so what I love about what you guys have done is you've incorporated kind of everybody, you know, and they're apart. And I know not everybody can do that, right. Uh, right? but I know you guys have some kind of wisdom or thoughts around moving forward, moving the needle in your, in your goals and yet to maintaining some good relationships at home as well.
2: Right.
1: It's, um, actually ironic that you say that because we do feel we do feel lucky that we get to do this together it's a, a passion where we support each other but there's a lot of challenges with that too when you have we used to actually work at a gym together on top of it all we used to actually work at the gym together we were in a relationship we're raising family and we're doing creative stuff ironically most i don't even know if i'm using that word correctly i i will Drive myself crazy about this. Can layer. you cut that out? <laughs> it a liar. <laughs> yeah. um, but even though we have all these layers, the thing we fight the most about is creative stuff. We can, you know, even though we have that's yeah, the creative. Most of our arguments, and I mean big blowouts, have been because of creative. I don't want to lick the window. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This looks stupid. I don't want my to be that way. No one cares about that angle, you yeah. know. And um, and we've we've learned a lot about how to um, but, interact with each yeah. other. But my my point being that whatever path you're on, whether you're working with your partner or you feel like they don't get it, everybody has their challenges. So there is a quote, and I. I'm going to have to look up who actually said it, but it has stuck with me throughout my life. And it is that um, you either make excuses or you make it happen. And that's not to beat yourself up about it, but like, it doesn't matter what your path is. Everybody has challenges. You know what I mean? Everybody does. And there, you know, you balance that with self-care and not like um, you have to have, Realistic expectations and and the the timetable and the small wins. You have to give
2: yourself some grace. Um,
1: but at the end of the day, you either want it, whether that's you know your fitness journey or your. Um, and maybe that's not fair to say about you know there are people who are dealing with way bigger challenges. But when it comes to creative stuff, it can't just be about you want to be like this major successful person because we can't guarantee whether or not that will happen. But it should be something that you enjoy doing and you're doing it, if you're doing it for the right reasons, then just do it. You know what I mean? Like,
2: and that doesn't mean it's not going to be hard, you know, and it
1: will be hard. It will absolutely be. And it'll, it's worth it because yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And
2: there will be times too. And like this is just like raw truth. Like we we for TikTok, we try to put out a new video every single day. And with me being the GM of a, a growing studio that they're trying to launch nationwide, her being the mom, taking care of three different kids on top of everything else life brings at you while trying to fit comedy in the gaps. Like that doesn't mean every single time that you do something involving your creative process that you're just going to feel fulfilled and you're going to be like, it's like this magical moment. Like you have, yeah, it's, it's still work. It's not, it's not easy sometimes forcing that one hour where you're trying to throw it in and it you know it's and it doesn't like you're not getting that uplifting moment you're just trying to check the boxes to get yeah. it done. You're it's not, not always gonna feel inspired, you know. You're not always gonna feel inspired and uplifted, et cetera, and so forth. But again, it's about along the journey taking the moments that you do feel that and filling up on it and letting it get you to the next to the next point to the next thing, and you have to do it Consistency. Or, yeah, you know, consistency Just, is can, know. and I, I can vouch for that because I didn't have it. You know, I didn't have it. I was the one that would beat myself up if I if I didn't feel fulfilled and inspired, then I would bottom out and have all those things and. You know the whole content consistency is king. Like all these things sound cliche, but cliches exist for a reason because they're real. Yeah, you know? yeah. People experience them. This is real stuff, and you have to be understanding.
1: It, that concept mm-hmm. applies in so many areas, as a mom or as a, a person in a relationship and a marriage or at work. You don't always feel like getting up and going to work, but you know that you have to because yeah. that's where your income. You, I don't feel like being a mom a lot of the time. I mean, you look at my content, you can see that, but you don't decide I'm not going to be a mom. Yeah. Uh,
2: and Sometimes you don't feel like licking the window, but the window ain't going to lick itself. You know, <laughs> like somebody's got to That's do what it. I'm going to be knowing now.
1: <laughs> anybody will ever say Hashtag about that. window licker. That girl, she looks the window. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. I'm gonna have like a little teaser video for you guys. It's just gonna be like, look the window, lick the window. But now I'm gonna have to post that video so people understand that. It was- Let's go. That's the other thing. I'm gonna throw that out there. That's God.
2: when we did like full Sometimes length videos. It's
1: hard though because you are so proud of something and then you go back and look at it and you're like, well, that was dumb, you know. But it's a learning. Problem. When
2: they watch that video, they're, they're I mean, like, honestly, like, what the hype is about. You,
1: <laughs> you know, whether you're a writer or um, that's my background. So like, I'll write something and I'm like, people will be like, oh, it was so good, and then I go back two years later. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I can't. And same thing with videos. and that. Um, but the important thing is if you feel that way, that just shows that you've grown. And so sometimes you look back and you may not see success in all the traditional ways, but you've seen where you've learned something. You've learned about lighting. Yeah. You've learned about um, dialogue. You've learned to make it snappier. You've, uh, you've learned Catered and to you've the market. gotten better. So here we go. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we used to do like two, three, like, three to five minute videos, like with with the big boy camera. You know what I mean? Like that was our thing. We released those new videos once a week, and then, um, you know, as the everything changes, you you've got to be aware. You've
1: you you got to save. be
2: keeping your eye around you. But you know, I was lucky enough to get on onto TikTok back when it still wasn't that cool. It was getting cooler. You know, and I did it because, again, because you know, Gary V was like, "You need to do this," and I realized what an organic reach it had in relation to the kid. other platforms. And I was like, "I'm just gonna do it." And then all of a sudden, our three to five minute videos changed So like we we're like one minute video. One, you know, that oh, was then. That's, that's what we do. I haven't touched the big kid camera in a minute because, again, everything's changed. People, people want quick. They want fast. They want they're scrolling. If you don't get their attention and that's in that just first five seconds you know a you got to keep it small enough to where they're going to watch the entire thing you got to have a really engaging video to keep someone hooked in for 3 to 5 minutes and that's just not where we're at in the world right now it's quick and fast and funny and you know we are willing to adapt and change because we enjoy what we do and we want to be a part of the process but you have to be aware if you i don't know tie yourself to one thing like this is the one thing and then everything else is just going to keep. You get
1: left behind. Yeah, you
2: get kind of, you know, it's like, um, it's so, not the great greatest example, but what was the old platform back in the day? MySpace. Um, MySpace.
0: You know, that's how MySpace. I met my husband, man. Oh my <laughs>
2: God. He made him a top friend, yeah? <laughs> yeah top eight. That's, that's when he knew. He's like, there's something <laughs> here. I'm a top friend.
1: But yeah, <laughs> that's you, great. Um, and the, yeah, there's absolutely something be said everything's changing always changing be open and I I know you have to we need to wrap this up so one of the the final thoughts is finding that balance of listening to your audience, seeing what works, but like having that self-confidence in yourself, because sometimes when he mentioned the, the TikTok algorithm, sometimes it is, you've, you've got a lot working against you in your video. I've seen videos from people on Instagram and I'm like, how are they not successful? You know, because they're very talented. So don't get beat up just because you feel like you're not getting the response you want all the time. Keep consistently, keep trying. Um, but like I was when he first did the TikTok, I was upset because I had been cultivating Instagram. And that was kind of my baby for us and kind of capped out at like 30,000, 35,000, which is great. But I'm like, it's i it's hard it on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. then he gets on the TikTok. And I'm like that. We're at over 100K. And I'm like, what? The, you know, <laughs> but that's it's that balance of like know your value, continue to grow. But like, don't get beat up if it. You know, there's a lot working against you. It's very saturated. There's algorithms. It's not always like your content that's the problem. So you and something's that. gonna pop if you if you, if you
0: never yeah. know. Not I, to bring up Drew it. again. Not to bring uh, up yeah, Drew. Yeah, you, yeah, you never yeah. know. But he was talking about YouTube. He put out a video every single yeah. day for YouTube, and it wasn't hitting. And he could be like, "Oh, yeah. screw it. I suck. I'm not supposed to be a comedian." Right. Right. Instead, what you were saying, pivot. You love it enough to pivot. And when he pivoted to TikTok, then it hit for him.
2: Yeah, right. and that's how it is. And
0: TikTok won't always be the thing.
2: Right. There's gonna so, be inevitably something else around the corner. What was it before TikTok that was the fast and it's gone now. It's not here. Vine. And yeah, that's how a lot of other creators got popular. You know, back with a lot of the pranksters, uh, Logan Paul and his brother. That says their era. Yeah, th- that was their era though, Vine. Like Vine is what rocketed those guys to the top to where essentially they are now. Obviously, they've had to put more and cultivate more work in other things, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's what launched those guys. TikTok launches another another generation of people and it may be around long term like some of these other platforms but inevitably there will be something else and that's something else you might put time and effort to and it may not be a big thing but it's being willing to adapt Mm -hmm. and to try you know because things change
0: well hey i have have one final question for you guys but before then i want to first of all thank you so much for uh Taking a chance on us and jumping on. No, yeah, big chance.
1: Yeah. No, are so cool meeting on people. <laughs> <I'll be laughs>
0: so, for real. Uh, where
1: can
0: people connect with you online? Where's the best place for them to go? Take
1: it away. So I feel like, again, I'm proud of the fact that we've kind of established a good foundation we do have a twitter account we're not as active on there but twitter uh, we post on facebook and but our big places are probably um instagram and tiktok is where we hang out the most we have our own website uh someone gave the advice of like not building your your house on someone else's land so we finally broke down we decided we have a website okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so you can also check out salty mermaid com because if tiktok you know, bombs. If Instagram gets shut down, we'll have that website and that will, where you can find the newest things. Um, But pretty much we're everywhere so Uh, just find us and
0: love us awesome all of that will be linked in the show notes definitely check these guys out you will not be sorry very last question you might be a little sorry (laughs) maybe a little But (laughs) um let's think we're to go back in time you guys at the very beginning talked about you know you were putting out content individually you hadn't admitted yet that you liked each other that you were dating uh you had no idea That you guys are going to merge forces one day, create this brand, do all of the things that you've created over the past few years. If you were to go back and sit with that person, that couple, and tell them one thing that you understand now that they did not know back then,
2: what would that be? Patience. That would be my thing. Just patience. Uh, Even then, when we first started out, there were so many things that we were so strong when we came together with all of our stuff. Um, and, uh, I I still think I had kind of an immature mindset of like, Oh my gosh, like this is going to be the thing, but not understanding that. Um, and more or less when I got to a place where I accepted that this was like, this is who I am. And no matter what, no matter what, this is something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It's who I am. I can't stop. Um, once I accepted that and just decided to enjoy the journey, my life for me became tremendously better. And then of course I had to learn patience because, you know, three kids. So <laughs> yeah, it all coincides. But that that's for me, it's just like patience because I felt like that made that made my life and the process tremendously better when I wasn't looking for the next big thing to pop off. Like it was gonna be the thing that made us the thing, right? It was like just enjoying the process and loving what we do and understanding that i don't know i don't know when it will happen i i truly believe one day that we'll be in a place when it will happen and happen for us as being financially stable enough to support ourselves doing That's the that things that goal. we love that is the goal it's just to be able to wake up and do the things that we love one day but having the the mature mindset of like these things take time enjoy the ride you know that doesn't mean stop working hard and that doesn't mean stop strategizing but you know like just know, like, just just do it and love it and embrace it for what it is. And everything will happen in time. <sighs> Take it away, Jan. It's your time.
1: Um, I think everything he said is absolutely valid and definitely a key point for me personally as an individual, I would go back and tell myself to be um, a little more focused on myself as a person and not always as a performer. So that, um, because as you said in the beginning, full circle, that those things are more closely united than you realize. And I look back on things that I was so insecure and so um uncomfortable that it's the thing I'm most proud of is how far I've grown as a person outside of being a performer. But I just would beat myself I still I torture myself with like things I've said or dumb things I've done. So I think um being really secure in my focusing, you know, and being gentle with myself and forgiving and um especially because you are public you know you're going to have content out there or things you've said or things you've done and it's hard and you're gonna you you won't be as affected by negative things other people say if you are more confident in yourself you know finding that balance of doing it because you love it and being gentle with yourself in the process being open to grow but like liking yourself being kind
0: one of my biggest takeaways from today's episode was just this idea of consistency and that it's a lot harder in real life than sometimes it looks like on social media. So when you see people, quote, killing it, you know, you don't understand the hours and hours and hours of effort that that's taken, the determination, the focus. It is a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of hard work. So don't be discouraged if you put stuff out there and it's just not popping off the bat. It doesn't for anyone. And if it does, short live, y'all. Consistency, hard work can't get away from it. So again, big thank you to Jen and Chase for coming on. Check them out anywhere. Salty Mermaid Entertainment, specifically TikTok. I love them over there. And hey, follow me as well. It's at Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y. Love to connect with you. All right, y'all. I love you. I'm in your corner. See you in our next episode.